of Hitting Pater. This is episode number 26. I'm Alex Beaudry. Back with me on a Monday, Mike Corwin. How you doing, Mike? Good, good. Thanks for having me back uh, on a school night. Yeah, on a school night. Um, I have a tendency of saying on a, a very special episode, so I've made a point not to say on a very special episode. Um, but today is special. But it's a little special. It's, it's Valentine's Day. Couldn't it, think of a <laughs> better way to spend it than with... Well, I can think of a lot of better ways to spend it, yeah. actually. Um, I can't think of a better way <laughs> to spend Valentine's Day than with you in yeah. a basement yeah. in, the, in winter in Wisconsin. I appreciate that. Uh, um, apologies to Katie. Yeah. Uh, it, we, seems, it seems like I'm I'm stealing you away from her a little bit. Her and I celebrated on Saturday. We got rid of the kids. Jordan went to Disney on Ice with mom and dad. Uh, Riley went to her mom's. And then so we went to a movie, had a couple beers. Uh, it was a nice little Saturday, and then uh, we had steak and asparagus tonight for dinner. So what, it was good. What I'm hearing is you guys got it out of the way so early, planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah for the real thing. So tonight. we could, so we could podcast. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you and I wanted to get together and uh, recap the big game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bengals Rams. Uh, quite a few storylines came out of yesterday. Um, in in fitting fashion. Yeah, I mean, the NFL wouldn't have it any other way. No. They love drama. Uh, it's great for ratings. Um, what are your thoughts on the game as a whole? Good Super Bowl, bad Super Bowl? Mm. As a whole. Um, I think it was a good game. Uh, halftime show. Mm. Phenomenal. Yes. Super halftime show. So I can tell like the average age of Twitter users is probably about 35 because if you were on Twitter at all during the Super Bowl yesterday, everybody was tweeting the exact same thing. Best halftime show ever. You know, top two, not number two, you know, like it was just like everybody going off and it's like <laughs> very clearly our generations on Twitter right now. Uh, Cause if you think about it, like I can guarantee you my parents didn't watch the halftime show. And I wonder, <laughs> and, and I wonder about like the under eighteen crowd who may be into hip hop, but it's almost getting to the point like it's almost getting to the point like you and I like Journey because mm-hmm. it was our parents' generation. Yeah, We're almost to that point where like maybe they like Dre and Eminem and Snoop Dogg, but it's like they don't really listen to them. They just kind of like it's on the radio. <laughs> When, you know, mom or dad or big brother, big sisters in the car. I love that you're bringing this up because what you're saying is making me think of, um, like, what was the first remake of a song that you were like, oh, this song is really catchy. It's really good. And then all of a sudden you were either with your parents or somebody that was like, oh, you know, that's a remake. Yeah, like the, the original came out 30 years earlier. Yes, like I can think of Tom Petty, Free Fallen, and then John Mayer made a um, remake of free fallen and i was like oh john mayer free falling is pretty good and then i just remember like i don't even know who it was but somebody was like yeah he remade that song yeah there's a couple uh wagon wheel by darius rucker mm-hmm. i didn't know that was a remake and uh toes 
uh, by Zach Brown Band. Oh, I don't. Oh, toes in the. S- yeah, I'm not gonna sing it. I'll spare. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'll Let's spare it. all of you. <laughs> spit, wow, spit them bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a remake of what song? I, I think toes. Yeah, uh, but like, who sings it? I'm sorry. Yeah, um, words are hard to come by. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm I'm almost positive that I because I went to Zach Brown Band with my parents. To your point, and then my mom's like, "Oh yeah, that's a remake." While you're looking that up, I think that is the gauge for for entering into adulthood and beyond is when you start to realize that you know the original version of a song like Eminem's like original or like Dr. Dre's like intro to I don't get high or, or, or like a Snoop Dogg like yeah. song like La-di-da-di-da. yes and like you start to realize that they're using the same like instrumentals or the same intro or the same refrain that they've used in the original version and you're like, oh, Dr. Dre must be on this or Snoop Dogg must be on this song. That's what it must feel like to be younger. Although they did sprinkle in Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar was there. Yeah, for sure. Um, They also... He killed it, by the way. Can I just say that? How short is he? He's... uh, he, electric, he, he but needs, very, very low to the ground. He needs to pick better background dancers because <laughs> yeah. they were all like six inches taller than him. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know he was so short. Or get a camera angle that like who, whoever Tom Cruise's camera guy Robert is. Robert Downey Jr. Get that guy in. Yes. Like, because those guys look like normal, <laughs> normal six foot dudes and they're yes. five, eight, five, nine. Yeah. Um, if that. So back to the, the Eminem Snoop thing. I saw I saw something online today that said like when when you when at first you think like oh yes finally they're not playing old people music in the halftime show and then it hits you you're officially an old person you're you're, you're yeah. the old person yes. now because <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's still saying that there there are still people that are like why are they playing old music yes this sucks yeah like. Why did Kendrick Lamar only get a minute and a half? Mm-hmm. Who's that weird white guy? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Who? Uh, who is Curtis Jackson, and why is he fifty-five pounds overweight? So, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because fifty was getting slaughtered for his his weight. Dude, I didn't think he looked that bad. Honestly, yeah, he's a little. I left silence he's, for he's, for emphasis. He's a little husky. He's he's but a dude, lot. I, and, and everybody who's ridiculing him on Twitter, are you not thirty pounds heavier than when you were in high school? <laughs> um, I'm not. You're, you're not. But but I would guess most of America is. The majority of people are. <laughs> yes. Um, like like. I'll, I will admit that it was not a good look for him to be upside down. But like mm-hmm. when he was up, like you could tell the mass. He still lifts weights. The mass is there. Yes. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. He could probably cut a few LBs and he's certainly not the shape he was in when he was when, at the height of his music career because he was jacked. Are you saying when he was into club? <laughs> We're going to lose all of yep. our listeners after this pot, after this episode. Uh, 
I'm glad you appreciated it. That was yeah. That was that was my attempt at a dad joke. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I like dad jokes. Subpar. Yeah. Yeah. Need work, but that's okay. Listeners, let us know if you want to hear more more dad jokes. But it was uh, it was a good halftime show. It was actually I thought it was. They, 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 they had to like weave a very fine line because like not a lot of their stuff is clean for network yeah television so they did what they could um yeah i liked it you could tell that they weren't singing live like eminem didn't even try um no but they played the hits he also um, doesn't need to right did you see his shoes so he was wearing custom jordan threes which i'm not a sneaker guy a sneaker head as the old people call young people who are into shoes but like jordan threes are like the new thing that are coming out and on the back of his shoes, like had a little name tag that said, hello, my name is, and then it had Shady on the Oh, back. that's cool. Like pretty cool, like f- fucking shoes. Uh, and I'm looking them up now. They, holy shit. Those are, those are awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't see those live when he was performing. <clears throat> yeah. Also, did you realize there was like a mini controversy around him kneeling? Oh no. What is what I, is this controversy? I had no idea. Um cuz like when he was performing live, I just I don't know, I just assumed that it was like part of the act. Apparently, it was like kind of like a homage to like the Colin Kaepernick kneeling in the NFL stuff. Oh. Yeah. Uh I had no idea. The only reason I'm making this connection uh, a gif or a gif or however you want to say it um like the top trending gif is colin kaepernick like kneeling this morning that was like the top trending gif oh. uh so it makes sense yeah people were like oh eminem's doing it the nfl told him not to and like the nfl came out today and said like no we knew this was coming we watched him rehearse we were there for all the rehearsals so it was weird, and like unless you were like looking for that, like I saw him kneel, but I didn't even think that it had anything to do with the national anthem or anything. So it's kind of a controversy, non-controversy. It's kind of like seemed to be like someone was like really reaching there. Yeah, it almost it almost seems like like you're trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah, a maybe. Little bit. But I'm, I mean, kneeling during NFL games is just going to be a hot topic for a while, I think. Which is funny because it like went away. Yeah. Ever since they stopped broadcasting the national anthem on TV, you do, don't hear about it anymore. I'd be intrigued. Do people still kneel for the anthem? People like players? Any like? I don't think so. Hmm. And like they gave players the options to like stay in the locker room. I don't think anybody does it anymore. I think people just go out get it over with and go on with their day you know i'm i'm reading some of the controversies and then i promise like alex and i will talk football this this <laughs> um this halftime show is just so good uh apparently there was like an issue with snoop dog and like what he was gonna wear because it was too closely affiliated with like the crips like yeah yeah it was gang related or it was like too closely like similar um, and I guess Dr. Dre had some like quote unquote, according to the New York post had a lot of back and forth aggravations before like they went on stage. 
Well, if oh. if they were worried about Snoop's outfit, he th- he threw up gang signs throughout most of his performance. Yeah, he was doing the crip walk on stage. <laughs> oh yeah, which okay, time out. In grade school dances, did you not see walk? I mean, I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> That was a little bit above my pay grade when it came to dances. I was more of a very good you point. Know, wiggle back and forth, yeah. and you know, hold the thumbs up. <laughs> uh, the the effort was there. It wasn't for a lack of and effort. Then, and then once I got to high school, you just hang on to like a girl's hips and just do your best to stay in rhythm. That's it. Yep. yep. Close your eyes and <laughs> hope it's too dark for anybody <laughs> to see what's going on. <laughs> That was that was the extent of my dancing knowledge. Oh man! And quite that frankly, is... it hasn't gotten much better in adulthood. <laughs> Anyone going to a Sadie Hawkins dance or a winter formal coming up? Um, you're welcome for the pointers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Dre, just back to this, he had a bunch of aggravations before going on stage, and I guess, again, according to the New York Post, so take that for what you will. Um, Dr. Dre said that he felt quote disgustingly censored dude what do you expect you're on nbc primetime on sunday like the nfl is not going to let you do it nbc's not going to let you do it um yeah so so there's a third part to this um because they actually go into it so beyond him just not wanting to like throw an f-bomb or like uh, an n-bomb yeah yeah like whatever like little spice cherry on top that you want to add into your song in the still Dre song still not loving police. Oh, I did read about this was censored because he like they, the network, I don't know who it is that censored it. Didn't want the performance to be a quote divisive culture war moment. Does that just, to me, it seems like we're trying to manufacture something. Well, and like, if you're that worried about it, probably not the halftime show for you because the guy r- r- like wrote um, as part of NWA, you know, fuck the police. Like yeah. that was their, like, that's, that's the that new- was their big moment. Like, yeah, they had um, Boys in the Hood, like kind of like got, and again, all of my rap history is based off of straight out of Compton. <laughs> <laughs> so take this for what it's worth. That came um, full circle quick. Yeah. Um, but like, that's how I understand it. Like, since I was portrayed in the movie, which is obviously a documentary, right? That was a joke. That's... Um, <laughs> But right, <laughs> that's so. Like y- you know who Dre is, you know who Snoop is. Like if you're that worried about what they're gonna say, why did you allow them to do it? Yeah, I I, I think the NFL is probably just a little sensitive to all of that, which maybe is why the coming back full circle thing, the Eminem thing was oh, like kneeling. him kneeling was a big deal. I don't know. I think you would really have to be looking for it. I. It went right over my head yesterday, live. I bet, mate. Well, maybe those two things are connected. Maybe Eminem, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, some controversy. Um, did you have like a favorite artist or like a favorite performance during the halftime show? Uh, I think the opening with uh, Snoop and Dre, Dre was probably the best. It it was nice to hear like a little like old school fifty. 
Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. That was good. Despite him, like he's got a great voice for rap. Yeah. Um, very distinct voice. Um. Yeah, beyond him being the fat kid that loves cake now instead of being the rapper that raps about a fat kid loving cake. Um, 50, I thought was great. Uh, and Kendrick Lamar, I thought was just freaking electric when he came out. So Kendrick Lamar is a little bit too new for me. Mm-hmm. Where like Eminem and, and 50 were like, like our grade school, high school generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't know any like the Kendrick Lamar songs. Like, the performance was great. Like the dancing was awesome. Um, I could have done without Mary J. Blige. Com- yeah. I don't know why she was part of it. She seemed kind of out of, out of it a little bit, but like, like one, one doesn't belong with, with, yeah. with the rest, but, but she does. I mean, she kind of came up with like that crew and like she was big during the nineties and oh, like two thousand huge artist. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm probably in the minority here. And the last thing I'll say, and then we should probably talk football. Um, it sucked that Eminem had to do Lose Yourself. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Lose Yourself, and it's actually probably a good, like, football halftime show. Mm-hmm. But there's so many better Eminem songs. But, again, I think he was – his hands were tied based on being on NBC yeah. on Sunday afternoon. Yes. yes. Um yeah, because what other song do you... They could have done Forgot About Dre. Oh, yeah. Which is, they did like the opening bars to that. Mm-hmm. But then he went right into Lose Yourself. I was always partial to they Slim could, Shit to Yeah, they could have done the my, real. my Name Is. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, My Name Is. I like the real Slim Shady. Yeah. Again, a lot of different options there, but I think probably from a lyrical standpoint, they were a little little hamstrung on what they could do. NBC gave him a short list of songs. Like, you cannot sing Stan. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, we don't need people depressed at halftime, Eminem. Sorry. All right. Um, Okay, so football Football. reactions. Football reactions. Do you have initial reactions about the game? Um, Because we started there, and then then I immediately went to halftime show. So... (laughs) Let's try this again. Alex, uh, do you have any initial reactions? Or so, um, surprises maybe? I thought the game got off to a real good start and it started to go down the path that you and I had talked about because the Rams went up 13-3 pretty quick. Um, also, that's like the first time since Tony Romo that I watched a holder botch a hold. Yeah. Like what was that? What was that? He just completely dropped it. Charlie Brown, the kicker. <laughs> um, and and he seemed like I didn't slow it down, but he seemed to have like a good he grip on it. it like, fine, yeah. And then he just dropped it. He, Bizarre. He just wanted to to throw a ball in and be special. He he think about it. He he had the Rams to win, but not to cover. There we go, <laughs> dude. Yup, <laughs> yup. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, you know, the, the Rams go up quick 13, three, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go. But then, like we also said, the Bengals can score in bunches. Um, but then it like, it just kind of like got quiet. It was kind of a, I don't want to say a boring game cause it wasn't a boring game, but it was also kind of a boring game. Um, 
like the Rams, they or the excuse me, the Bengals, they scored those ten quick points in the second half, and then they didn't do anything the rest of the game. No, so it was yeah, it was exciting going into halftime because there was, I mean, right, Stafford threw an interception, and then all of a sudden, like, oh my god, the the Bengals are winning the game. Right, like I don't remember who scored that touchdown, but somebody got free to Higgins. Higgins. Yeah, and he got free by basically tossing Jalen Ramsey like a rag doll. Yeah, Twitter kind of blew up on that. Rightly so. It was clearly offensive pass interference. How do you miss that? And and someone was like, if we're not if we're not going to call six four wide receivers for throwing defensive backs at the top of routes, like you you can't play defense because. You touch a guy on defense, it's pass interference, but he just clearly threw Jalen Ramsey around. Um, like there was a face mask there. Yes, um, a face mask, offensive pass interference. Like yeah. pick your favorite penalty. It yes. was probably on that play. <laughs> yeah. um, but it goes unnoticed. Score the touchdown. Stafford immediately throws another pick, which we also talked about. He's prone to the interception. Um, but then the Bengals didn't really capitalize on that one. They, the Rams D held him to three. And then that was it for Cincy. The opposite, actually, because one of the the bench players, I can't think of his name. Br- for which team? For the Bengals. Whenever they uh, picked Stafford off in the end zone, there was a there was a bench oh, player yes. that came out in his slides and his hood up to like go celebrate with his teammates, and then all of a sudden they like panned to him on the sideline, and he was super sad. Um, and like he had that look like, oh man, I just like, I'm a dog. I went to go chase a ball and I crossed the street and now I'm back and I realized I shouldn't have done that. Do you follow coach 30 on Twitter? No. The, the guy who does all those videos, those film oh, session yes. videos. Yeah. Did he so, do one about this? He did one about the bangles <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and he's, man, who do you think you are <laughs> running on the field? And he's like, and then he's like, and you're a free agent. Get out. And he's like, you're not even going to make me an offer? He's like, no, get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, damn, cold-blooded coach. <laughs> um, highly recommend Coach 30. Oh, we, he's so funny. We don't get paid to endorse Coach 30, but oh, uh, man, are his videos electric. They're great. He also picked on Eli Apple quite a bit. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah, like, you, know, you know what's funny is like the broadcast crew – we're like, oh, like Eli Apple's having a good game. He had he had like a decent first half, and then short memory because he was getting picked on that one play action pass where he let Cooper Cup behind him. Like, how do you leave Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. the guy who had like 145 receptions, almost 2,000 yards, almost 20 touchdowns, wide open in the back of the end zone? One job, <laughs> just got one job. Just don't let don't let the white guy with the beard. Yeah go anywhere by himself <laughs> yes don't don't let number 10 go anywhere just like stay next to him yeah do your best and, and there was nobody within 15 yards of no. him on that play no uh and then obviously the game winning touchdown that's a tough play though i mean that fade route's tough to defend yes um also so that's a good segue to that last rams drive the officiating I don't know what they were doing the last two minutes. I I don't mind the fact that they weren't calling anything because it's a Super Bowl, and I would rather let guys play. 
But then you can't do the ticky tacky stuff with 45 seconds left. Yeah. The, uh, the consistency in refereeing was lack. Yeah. It, it, like was, if, it was lack. If you're going to let guys play, let them play. Yes. And that linebacker, that, that first holding call on third down, that on was. The yes. That was 55. A terrible I, call. Horrible. Like, like even even like even if you were calling a tight game, that should not have been called. So would you say that? And just just to be clear, we're talking about the first pass interference. Yes, the second one on Eli Apple that was more legit. Like he had a mm-hmm. he had a fistful yeah. of jersey. So the first one on the linebacker. Yes, fifty five. He um textbook. Do you think that? By the textbook definition of pass interference, he committed pass interference. So, so me personally, no. Uh, to the NFL, probably because like the wide receiver, I think that was Cup, wasn't it? He like slowed down, and the linebacker's momentum probably went into him. But again, like you could call that on every play. Then, like if that's your definition of pass interference, then like. Don't even let guys play defense, and we'll just play like seven on seven, two hand touch. Yeah, it it the consistency of officiating throughout the game was um, very bad. Well, and what a huge call! Because if they if that incompletion stands, it's fourth and goal from like the nine, which is not an easy like that's hard to get mm-hmm. in from that far away with one play. Um, instead it's first and goal from the five and then they got the pat, the second pass interference immediately after that, they basically had like four free plays in a row and then, and they needed a touchdown at that point, right? Yeah. They were down four. Yeah. Yeah. Huge call. If I'm a Cincinnati fan, I'm livid. I think if you're a Rams fan, you go, okay, but you just talked about Higgins face mask throwing Ramsey for a touchdown. Yeah. And that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. But again, that also proves my point that they were letting these guys do whatever they wanted. And now when there's a minute to go. And now you aren't letting Now them play. we're going to be ticky tacky. Like one or the other. Be consistent or don't be consistent. Yep. Or yeah. no, be consistent. Whether it's ticky tacky or we're going to let these guys do whatever they want. Yes. I was following you. 100%. Um, yeah, that was that was a little surprising and an unfortunate i i always just don't you hate to see like referees just not decide games i i don't think the referees decided this game but certainly influenced it in a way that like could have changed things yeah for sure and like the last two minutes while like you said probably not deciding the game there it's just it's huge implications and it reminds me of the Packers, when they lost to the Buccaneers last year, it was the same type of thing with that pass interference against Kevin King When with Brady. Like, was it technically pass interference? Yeah, it probably was, but that call wasn't made all game, and now when the game's on the line, you call it. It just, it's as a fan, it sticks with you differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, without that penalty call, you know, you're you're kind of looking at a repeat. I know you you talked about that game, but your Packers playoff game where it's fourth down, you've got Aaron Rodgers, and Lafleur chose to kick a field goal. 
Yeah, what and, a bizarre call. Um, you might have been looking at that type of scenario yesterday if that pass interference call on the linebacker mm. isn't called. I don't think McVeigh would have kicked a field goal. No, they would have went for it. Yes. But but it just it, it reminds me of the same scenario. Just you're right. McVeigh is not kicking a field goal to kick an onside kick to get the ball back to no. kick another field goal. <laughs> no. Like he's not doing that. No. Um so yeah. You know who was a big loser yesterday? Yeah, let's talk about winners and losers. I like that. Um big loser yesterday. Turf fields. Uh <laughs> say more. Because of Odell? Yeah. So on Twitter, o- Odell's is it left knee? Uh, right knee. I thought it was left. I think it was his left knee. It was um, the same knee he tore two or three years ago. Same exact knee. Same ACL ligament. I think she have to report it today that it was a torn ACL, oh, or at least that's what they are fearing it is. Um, but um, yeah, so he he kind of stepped awkwardly, but man, everybody on Twitter was saying that the NFL needs to get rid of turf fields. Debo Sam, I mean, like players, I'm not even talking like your average Joe Schmo schmuck of a fan. I'm talking like NFL guys who are watching the game saying the NFL needs to get rid of turf fields. I have a couple questions. How, (laughs) how do you do that? Minnesota, Indianapolis. Good question. Like Atlanta, all these teams that play in a dome, Oh, indoor, I guess it wouldn't be, right? Because then it's like a controlled environment. That's what LA is. LA's turf. Yeah. They're in a dome. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you, like I'm saying, like, unless you- Like are, logistically? Like yes. Op, like, unless op, you're all going to do what the Arizona Cardinals do where you roll your turf field in from the outside. It's a good question. I mean, I personally don't know the operations behind it. Um, I know that I turf- also, Oh, go ahead. Just turf fields, like typically they just grind up like a bunch of rubber. So can't you just like throw a bunch of sod over it, throw a bunch of dirt on it, and like it'll just grow? Yeah, but not without sunlight and water. Like it's still, ah, it's still grass. You, I guess photosynthesis is probably important. <laughs> yep, we need those those UV rays. Mm, intra- I, I see where you're going with this now. <laughs> Um, it's not easy to grow 120 yards of grass inside. That's a good point. Interesting. So what are they saying about, I mean, clearly I need to go back and, and study like a little more gardening and like landscaping. Apparently, apparently the turf is the cause of some of these non-contact knee injuries, which, as I was thinking about, like, I was thinking about, like, the Wisconsin Badgers. So the, their football team, they play outside at Camp Randall, but they have a turf field. I don't remember them having, like, the same problem of ACL injuries. Like, I don't know if the – I would almost rather play, like, on turf than at, like, Soldier Field. So – Because that's natural grass, but that field always sucks. You bring up a really good point because I feel like Lambo. Soldier Field, less so Lambo. I haven't heard that, but I know Soldier Field goes through like field conditions are really bad. Well, you know why Soldier Field particularly? Hmm. It's owned by the county. It's government. Ah, I didn't know this. Really, Cook County owns and takes care of it's Soldier like, Field. It's a government-run facility. Oh, I am, I am like ninety-eight percent sure I'm right on that. I I, I believe you. 
Um, interesting. You would think that Cook County would maybe prioritize, like, hey, we're going to landscape the shit out of this all week because I'm, we have a game going. Yeah, I'm going to Google this right now because I think I was wrong about the Zach Brown Toes remake. Mm-hmm. So I'll fact check Perfect. this. Yeah. Uh, while, am, while you're fact checking that, um, like turf fields versus like grass fields. Have you played on both? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a different game, but I played soccer on turf and I've played soccer on like a natural grass field. And I can tell you in terms of soccer, like it is way different of a game and it even depends on the condition, but how the ball bounces, how like when you make a pass on a turf field, it is like the best way I could describe it is like it's brand new asphalt and it's like super smooth. So the ball doesn't ever have any imperfections football though. It's different because the ball, like the ball doesn't really have like any trajectory on bounces. Like it really, you're just running on the field. But from a footing standpoint, you think soccer because you're cutting more, you're constantly like moving and there's never really any downtime. So I guess there's less contact in soccer. So maybe, maybe that changes things. But I, I can't think of a time that like non-contact knee injuries were prevalent on a turf field when I played soccer. I just can't think of that. Yeah. So well, it's probably different too because when you're playing sports in high school, like some of the f- grass fields you're playing on, like it's amazing we didn't all have like torn ankle ligaments. Like you yeah, play uphill, you're stepping in a hole. Yeah, like you play uphill one half, and then like you play downhill. There's the next. standing water in one part of the field where the <laughs> field like you know collects water. Um, yeah, Soldier Field is owned by the Chicago Park District. Yeah, you called it. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, remains Park District property. Bunch of Packer fans working at uh, Cook County. Yeah, what a, what a mess. Um, so, yeah, I, I I would think that turf would be almost better. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to take these guys' word for it. Like if Debo, Sam, like Debo has more experience playing in these fields or, you know, it's stadiums. Quicker. It's quicker. It's completely level. Well, it's, I shouldn't say it's level because it's not. There's a there's slight, a crown. Yeah. So that water doesn't. But cool. I'm but I'm saying there's no. There's no like inconsistencies. Right. Like like even at Lambo where they take control of it and they like weave the well they have like a hybrid because they weave turf into the sod. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. But even then, like if you have like a big play and someone takes a divot out, now it's not, you know level right we're turf that never happens Mm -hmm. and with turf that's why you always see on like instant replays you can see like the black little little specks yeah Yeah. those Um, are little pieces of tire yeah ground up tire um you can see those pop up but but i get the other end of that because you try to like cut you try to spin you make one wrong turn and your foot when it sticks into turf hmm Maybe like, that's what they're talking about. Although Beckham didn't, like, Beckham just seemed to step weird. Yeah. Like, he wasn't even cutting. No, it was he completely was non-contact, yeah. Yeah, bizarre. But the turf got ripped to shreds. 
Get Get it. Boom. Um, Uh, So losers turf fields. Losers Um, turf field. Losers. um, Odell Beckham's knee for the second time. Odell Beckham's free agency. Yeah. Winner though. L.A. Rams. Uh, (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Um, Odell Beckham's pocketbook yesterday. He got a cool million dollar bonus for the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Um, I think all in all, I think he made like $2 million extra just in the playoffs for the Rams playoff run. Because if you remember when he signed his contract, it was pretty low base salary, but a lot of um, incentive bonuses, incentives, mainly around playoff appearances and playoff wins. So yeah, he his pocketbook was the big winner. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he, again, reminds me of the Jimmy Garoppolo situation where he had to throw the ball like seven times in a playoff game to mm-hmm. win the game. Uh, Odell Beckham, I don't know how many catches he had, but definitely was that guy in a group. Two, two catches, fif- but 50 yards and a touchdown. Okay. Um, so I guess you contributed a little bit to the group project. But he was he was on fire to start the game, because um, he had right out of the gate he had that big play. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then he caught the touchdown pass to cap that drive off. So other losers, um, I've Bengals. got one. Yeah, so they, <laughs> there we go. I love it. Um, so specifically on the Bengals, um, the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they were <clears throat> they were a weak spot going in the game like and we talked i mean if you and i could figure that out like the rams knew it yes they actually did a really good job in the first half and what they were doing is they were using the center to double team aaron donald no matter which side he went on and then the rams figured out hey if we either stunt or send a linebacker up the a gap and you know have some have the center have a responsibility these guards are going to have to try and block aaron donald one-on-one and winner, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Because <laughs> he just ate those guys for lunch. At one point, I think in the first half, the Rams only had one sack. Like, they did a good job keeping Burrow on his feet. And then, like, halfway through the third quarter, they already had six sacks. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like... Yeah, Burrow oh was God. looking at the at the dome. And if you are... Like, if anybody from Cincinnati is listening, which they're probably not... Please, you have $55 million in cap space for next year. You need to go get some help. Burrow hurt his knee again yesterday. Yeah, it he was bad. He looked he in was a lot screaming. of screaming. I mean, he was able to finish the game. But, like, you have an up-and-coming franchise-leading quarterback who's exciting to watch, who's super talented. He's a winner. Don't screw up his career. By, I mean, that his knees are a problem. Mm-hmm. He had the ACL last year. He hurt the, he hurt his knee again in week like seventeen or uh, or sixteen this year, week sixteen because he didn't play the last game. Like God, keep him on the field and do whatever it takes. They sh- their first two picks should be offensive linemen, and they mm-hmm. should bring in some free agent helps. Like they need to keep Burrow healthy. Yeah, um, we totally agree with you, and I think that's no secret. I think that's that's draft and free agency that's probably where yeah. they're going to rebuild both yeah both um that's so funny yeah there's i mean offensive line and even on the last play 
the the ceiling play where Aaron Donald went around your left guard and then ended up um, kind of set. It, 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 I don't know. Did it go down as a sack? Where like no, he spun? He, it was an incomplete pass, I yep. believe. Um, but even on that play, sixty-seven, like the guard, I sent you and Meat Locker like the link to it, like the picture yeah. of it. He's blocking ghosts. Yeah, and he's a backup, and you're going against probably the best defensive tackle to ever play the game. But it's man, just not an excuse. What a bad time. Yeah. Also, though, like you're the you're the Bengals. Do you not have a play call where like Mixon can like stay in and chip him, mm-hmm. or double team him, or slide the protection away from him, roll Burrow out? Like, like you got like that. That, that was not the first time Aaron Donald created a mess for the Bengals' offensive line. Like, can we get creative with the play calling here to help our offensive line out? Keep a tight end in, or, or whatever. Or Burrow has been getting clobbered in the second half. Like, what if we do like a little rollout to buy him time or some something? Right? Like, yeah. I get you probably close off part of the field. And it's easier with hindsight. You're always smarter with hindsight for sure. Um. On that same play that we're talking about, anyone listening, highly recommend Googling it, but I'm sure all of you have seen the like screen or the picture of it. If Joe Burrow had like two or three more seconds, Meat Locker sent a picture. Jalen Ramsey fell covering Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is wide open down the right sideline as Burrow is getting, like, spun to the ground. Yep, that could have been your game-winning touchdown. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We knew it was going to be a problem going in, and it was a problem in the second half. And after they kicked that field goal, I think they had, like, two or three first downs total. Like, they just could not move the ball. No. Um, so, So what about winners? Winners. Um, Matt Stafford. Winners. Yes and no. Like, he's obviously a winner. He gets his Super Bowl first year out of Detroit. I saw a depressing stat as a Packer fan that Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers have the same amount of Super Bowls. Yep. And Matt Stafford played in the in Detroit for 12 years. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> yeah. A little depressing. Um that no look throw to Cooper Cup. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. that online. It's yep. everywhere. Yep. That is impressive as hell. It it is, but how many times has he done that? Like I feel like Patrick Mahomes, known for the no look because he he gets all of the publicity. I feel like Matt Stafford has done that hundreds of times in Detroit. It's just but you're in Detroit I when know, you do it. But it's one thing to do it in Detroit when you're down twenty one points in week seven. It's another thing to do it with less than five minutes to go in a Super Bowl when your team needs a touchdown. Very true. Like the cojones. Like, hey, I'm going to throw a no-look pass right now. And I I wonder how much of it's actually no-look. Like, yes, his helmet's turned, but, like, Mm -hmm. his peripheral vision and stuff. But that throw was also on the money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he couldn't have walked it out there better. I'm looking at you right now, but I'm not looking at you right now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm I, with you on that. I think Stafford's done that hundreds of times in his career. 
I do agree, never in a Super Bowl, which makes it slightly more impressive. And just the camera angles were so cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's a winner. The thing with Stafford, though, it's kind of amazing the Rams were able to win with the amount of turnovers he had. Yeah. Like, I think with those two picks, and you include the postseason, he was, like, close to 20 interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's Those Those are Jameis Winston numbers. Well, Jameis had 30. <laughs> <laughs> so you're creeping up there 30 for 30 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um so okay i'll give you stafford cooper cup huge mvp winner. huge winner um he still has two years left on his deal i was looking at his deal a little bit today um that dude gonna get paid oh yeah oh um yeah. you think he's happy that the rams traded for stafford oh man they're they're best friends dude like yeah. they're probably still hanging out right now <laughs> yes for sure uh who else was a winner who else on cincinnati was a winner i think i think burrow was a winner in a way showed that he could compete jamar chase like those two are going to be tied together mm-hmm. and exciting things for Bengals fans they have some question marks though that offensive line's got to get cleaned up defensively jesse bates is up for a contract their safety he's gonna get either paid or thrown on the franchise tag they obviously need to find a corner (laughs) we talked about eli apple a little Mm bit um so it'll be interesting i do wonder so have you followed like historically the team who loses the super bowl usually has a very hard time getting back to the playoffs yeah I could totally see Cincinnati being one of those teams. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yes. Like where they're going to go 6-11 and 11 next year. Um, I could I could see that happening. They have a big offseason here. Yeah, no, 100%. And, I'm, I mean, it's, it's a kick to your morale. Like, we we're kind of, like, tossing that around. Like, do you, do you go home after the game? Like, after Cincinnati like lost do you get on a flight and you fly four and a half hours back to cincinnati yeah well not only not only that because you're right like and then you got to get back to work right Mm -hmm. but then your coaching staff's going to get picked over because you've you had you know good defenses good offenses whatever uh your best players are probably going to get paid a little bit more than they're worth in free agency which means they're going to leave it's just it's hard to be good year after year after year and that roster does have some question marks, a mm-hmm. la the offensive line, some holes on defense. Yeah. But the good news for them, they got plenty of room. They got lots of cap space. They can plug some holes in free agency or re-sign their guys. Mm-hmm. And, and and their skill positions, I think, they're solid. Like Mixon, can pr- I mean, he proved this year and a couple years ago too, he can run with a bad offensive line. Yes, um, how crazy is his year? He had a great fantasy year. Um huge fantasy year, um great like regular season in my opinion. Um I thought he took a huge step forward. I think Burrow, like you found your quarterback of the future. You have Jamar Chase. I mean, mm-hmm. Yuzma seems like a formidable like tight end. Sure. Um so you have a lot of skill positions that that are filled, but yeah, some questions. Um, any other winners? Hmm. Winners, honestly, like halftime show. <laughs> um, <laughs> huge winner, halftime show. Yes, 
huge winner. Uh, um, Aaron Donald. We touched on Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Um, what about Jalen Ramsey? What do we think about Jalen Ramsey and the Jamar Chase matchup? I'm going to put Jalen Ramsey in the loser category. Um, let's take the Higgins play out of it. We, I think, beat that horse to death, and he mm-hmm. was clearly pass interfered with. But there was like a stat in the – was it the 49ers game? Like Jalen Ramsey, when he was the primary defender, gave up like 126 yards receiving. Wow. Jamar Chase seemed to at times have his way with Jalen Ramsey. It didn't seem like Jalen and, – and Ramsey could be dealing with an injury, whatnot. It didn't seem like Jalen Ramsey was the Jalen Ramsey of old. Like it didn't seem like Burrow was afraid to throw at Jalen Ramsey. And it didn't matter who Ramsey was covering. He went after him with Higgins. He went after him with Chase. Um, so I'm going to put Ramsey in the – if I had to pick one – in the the losing category interesting um so so in that matchup and i'm just pulling up jamar chase's stats because i'm curious who do you think won that matchup Mm. i don't know i don't know if it's easy to say because like jamar like ramsey didn't follow chase around the field so it's just like performance wise, I guess. Like yeah, eyeball test. I'm gonna go chase. That last play, I think, says it all too. Mm-hmm. Even though Chase never got the ball, like Chase is a problem to cover. Oh yeah, and I, and I just don't think Ramsey. I don't think he played this postseason what he's done in the past. Whether it's injury, whether it's just a couple bad games, who knows? Um. But yeah, those are my thoughts on Ramsey. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, yeah, Jamar Ch- and his one-handed catch. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, to be a rookie, and yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying things that people already know. Like he, he clearly has arrived. Um, he's a great quarterback throwing him the football, and yeah, that one-handed catch. That's that's like. That was kind of Odell esque, a little bit. Not a little bit. Not as flashy. No, not yeah, not quite like behind your head type of catch. Um, but still like a phenomenal catch for a rookie, wide receiver in a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, in a Super Bowl. Um, surprises. <laughs> hmm. I got two. Yeah, go ahead. Both on the Rams. Mm-hmm. Both about retirement. Oh, yep. I had no idea that Aaron Donald was considering retiring. Same. He's only 30, and he's dominating. Um, Meat Stick today said, like, well, he's going out on top, saving his body. I think all decent enough reasons to retire. Mm -hmm. If he did retire, though, it would surprise me as much as when Calvin Johnson retired or when Barry Sanders retired. Yes. Like guys that very clearly have... They can still play. Two or three or four or five more years... And um, they're leaving at the pinnacle of their, like Aaron Donald's dominating mm-hmm. and has been. You mentioned it like, oh, God, a, a healthy Aaron Donald is insane. Yes. Um, I saw a tweet today. It was, compa- <laughs> it was comparing Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup's combine numbers. Um, 
<laughs> I'm just trying to pull this up. Oh man. I'm 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 only laughing because I'm envisioning like a very uh close 40 time and yes. a very not close bench press rep number. Um like, like yep. I'm picturing Aaron Donald did like 30 reps. So on the I, I saw it press. on Twitter. I can't find it. It was like Cooper Cup ran like a four six one. Aaron Donald ran like a four six eight. <laughs> and then it like it had like their their like three cone drills like four four versus yep. like four five six. And it was like um, like it was so close. You would have like if you didn't know who you were looking at, you would think it was like two wide receivers mm-hmm. and then they have weight at the bottom and like Cooper cup was like 210 pounds, Aaron Donald, 285 pounds. <laughs> like the guy is just an absolute freak of an athlete. It says defensive tackle at yeah. the end of like a four, six, eight, 40. Well, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> well, and then it's crazy because Aaron Donald is quote unquote, a small defensive tackle. Mm hmm. I mean, he's less than 300 pounds. Yeah. Most of those guys are 315, 320. Air quotes. Small. Yeah. Because uh, he can bench press like 500 pounds. <laughs> like 650. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, smaller sized, but but in terms of like strength, conditioning, quickness. Athleticism. Like watching that guy do box jumps. Elite. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing. His broad jump was like 120 inches. That's like, how, how do you, how do you defy gravity? 10 feet. How do you defy gravity? You like move that? a three hundred pound body ten feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, th- yeah, I didn't know the retirement part. I I guess I get it. I don't know. Like you're thirty years old, you've done all of the things. You've been to He's what rookie countless, of the year, all yeah, pro, seven Pro Bowls, Pro Bowls defensive yeah. player of the year. Yep, times two, I think. And now you just won a Super Bowl. Got your ring. And and we're about to get to this because this implicates the second retirement. But mm-hmm. I think there are probably a lot of outstanding questions in LA for the Rams, and probably a lot of them hinge on whether Aaron Donald chooses to come back or not. Yeah, I mean, Von Miller came out today and said he's going to test free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're Odell, not. who he's in free agency, plus his knees busted up. He's got a long road ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Woods is coming off injury. I don't know how serious that'll be in the off season. I think they're going to let him go. You think they let him go? Can't. But maybe not. I, I, but now with Odell, right? Because it was very clear Odell and Stafford had some type of chemistry, at least more so than Robert Woods and Matt Stafford at the beginning of yeah. the year. So then now, though, like Odell's not going to be ready for the regular season. Who knows if he even comes back? Like an ACL tear? For an NFL wide receiver, nine months, right? Yeah, so that puts you at November at the earliest. I mean, unless he is Adrian Peterson godlike where you can come back in six months, which I just don't think there's any other human that can do what Adrian Peterson did. Mm-hmm. You're looking at nine to 12 months. He could not play next year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's from a timing standpoint, it could not be worse. No, it, that, that was the worst case scenario. For him. Yes. Yeah, because who's going to sign you? And you're turning 30, I think, next year. And that's historically when wide receivers start to slow down when they're healthy. It just, it couldn't be, like, I I do feel bad for him from that standpoint. It couldn't have happened at a worse time. 
Um, but going back to the Rams, their starting left tackles, 40. Like Whitworth, who knows if he's going to oh, come yeah. back. Dude, he can't. He, he looks took old. His, he took his helmet off. He's got a full gray Great. Santa beard. Yep. Like, yep. And like, think about that. Like Aaron Donald's already thinking like, I'm 30 to take this beating forever. Whitworth did it 10 more years. Mm-hmm. And like your left tackle, you get hit every play. Every single play. Yeah. There's not one play when you're on the field where you're not getting hit. Uh, brutal. So who knows if he's going to come back. Yeah. And then. This is the big one. Apparently Sean McVay is mulling over retirement. I just don't buy that. Dude, he's 36. Six. As a coach. What are you going to do, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, he wants to be the Tony Romo anchor. Is that like what he whatever. said he wants to go into broadcast? I, I, I have no idea. I just, how how do you just disappear at 36? I don't know. He he just strikes me as like a huge competitor. I don't know if you watched the hard knocks with the LA Rams when golf was still in town, um, but it really showcased like what McVay is like and like how he is as as a person i thought and it was a really like he's he's super competitive guy so so to see him mulling retirement to me just just seems like a seems like a news story grab or like it it just seems like a spur of the moment like yeah maybe i will and like let the media run with it type of thing more so than it actually is considering like i'm not going to coach professional football anymore yeah, and so like this article that I'm reading on thespun.com, they had a NFL coaching agent that said, you know, a lot of people might retire early once they win a Super Bowl to avoid, quote unquote, the grind and burnout. Which I get it. Like I'm sure those guys put in 16-hour days most of the season. Oh, yeah. Like doing prep and... I really hope this feedback doesn't come in the recording. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. For right. all those listening, but having some technical problems tonight. We've got a ghost uh, in the house. Um, Static s- ghost. Spooky ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out South Park. Um, <laughs> but like, what? You, like, okay, McVeigh retires. You you've spent your entire adult life getting to this point. Mm-hmm. Now that you win a ring, you just go what sell insurance bend down that road (laughs) right right Um, (laughs) like what do you like what do you what do you do it it, like players i can get it i really can yeah like like that toll on your body and like you don't want to be in a wheelchair when you're 50 years old and not being Mm -hmm. able to move and like aaron donald's got an eight-year-old daughter i get it but like as a coach like yeah it's probably long hours and stuff but i just don't know what else you would do yeah on i mean maybe the dude i i i just don't buy that though i don't think there there are millions of people wishing that you would step away because they'll fill that we're like who doesn't want to fill a head coaching vacancy from the previous year's super bowl winner well, but then people were talking like, man, I wish Kevin O'Connell probably thinks he wouldn't have left for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. All of this just makes me think 
like legitimately it was a spur of like when when did mcveigh say that did he say well, it yesterday and the other thing too is like so this story came out and then someone asked him about it and he just didn't like shout it down so like someone said like, Hey, the story came out, are you actually considering retirement? And I think he probably answered along the lines of like, Well, anything's yeah possible. Yeah. So you know how the media runs with that and of now course. it's McFay's gonna retire. So we could just be getting sucked into that and reading way too much into this. But it's the fact that the answer wasn't no. Yeah. Is is just weird. And and maybe a little piece of it maybe maybe these guys are getting smarter about roster management and he knows that they have some serious question marks next year sure and maybe he pulls the like better version of urban meyer where he takes a year or two off maybe he does some tv Mm -hmm. comes back in a couple years when a more desirable job opens up i love the 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 better optimized version of urban meyer i don't think sean mcveigh is going to open a bar and grind on college co-eds but hey maybe could maybe be. could he's be. in la yeah not there's, a, there's not too many better I mean, spots to do that i mean better than ohio <laughs> ucla usc usc like he could open his own bar and like i think could could get into some hot water pretty quickly oh yeah <laughs> um there was also speaking of <laughs> hot women sean mcveigh's fiance maybe girlfriend uh-huh. i don't think they're married yet is like an Instagram model, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's uh, on Hard Knocks. Yeah, and and someone said, "Can anyone blame Sean McVay for wanting to quote unquote spend more time with his family?" <laughs> <laughs> they they actually um they allude to it in Hard Knocks, like the long hours that he puts in, and like Sean McVay is like legit. If you've not seen it, anyone listening that hasn't seen the Hard Knocks like season with the LA Rams. You need to. It is um, highly recommended. He is like an insane person in like a good way, in a way that like I'm obsessed with football and coaching. So to hear that he might be stepping away is just really surprising. Yeah. It does seem like a media grab. Like, oh shit, we have nothing left to talk about because the Super Bowl just ended. What can we fill it with? McVeigh didn't confirm that he's retiring. Let's Let's run with it. So let's look to 2022, the Mm -hmm. next NFL season. Mm -hmm. Do either of these teams get back next year? To the Super Bowl? Yes. Do the Rams repeat or do the Bengals make it back? There's so many. So if Aaron Donald. Let's say Aaron Donald comes back and Sean McVay is still the head coach. Still comes back. Um yeah, man, that's tough. That's so tough. Um, to the like, I def, I certainly think they're playing in the NFC Championship game. Um, really? Oh yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah. Um, but now your reaction is making me second guess that because now I'm thinking about their division. Yeah, they're in. They might be in the toughest division in football. Yes, I'm going to stick with it only because I turned my back on the LA Rams for a week and I hate myself for doing it. Um, so given everything, like status quo, my my only other team out of the NFC for LA, um, Green Bay, 
if they bring back Aaron Rodgers. I think I think that that might be like a contender in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Obviously there are other teams. Um yes to the Rams making it back to the Super Bowl, the Bengals making it back to the Super Bowl next year. Um no. Yeah, I'm going to say no to both. Um I would agree the Bengals have too many holes. It'll, they they have a huge offseason coming up, and they have a really kind of short window before Joe Burrow is going to start making forty five million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and then Jamar Chase is right behind him, who's going to be making twenty five plus million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, by the time he signs, that could be like thirty or thirty five if you're reading what the Packers are quote unquote willing to pay Devonte. So, yeah, the Bengals only have a short window here that I think they really need to capitalize on, but it's going to be tough for them. Plus, the AFC is stacked. Buffalo, Kansas City. Um, there's just some really good teams in that side. And even that that conference, or the division. division. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Pittsburgh's um, got some question marks. They need a quarterback. Uh, apparently, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are having trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise. Uh, and Cleveland's Cleveland, yeah. unfortunately. And who knows what's going to happen with Baker. So that division might not be as tough as it once was. Dude, the AFC North, can I just say it? It is like, that's like, if there's an inner city, like, ghetto hood of the NFL, it's the AFC North. Um, <laughs> interesting way to put it. Um, I would have gone more like hard nose, blue collar. Um, but, you know, you chose to define it your way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those guys love to hit though they yes like i'm the rivalries yeah i kind of miss like the vontez perfect days Mm -hmm. like that guy was public enemy number one but wild card that is afc north football yes (laughs) yes like i'm envisioning like steel curtain clotheslines helmet to helmet hits like like you're losing teeth and you possibly need to go to the hospital but you will refuse to go to the hospital yes those types of games yeah um <laughs> it, yeah no um cin- yeah cincinnati was kind of a cinderella team this i year. think so too uh la i think they're gonna have a tough road too um they have a lot of pieces not coming back next year they have no draft picks for them it, and if von miller leaves like they're gonna have to like do what they did this year and bring in a whole bunch of free agents which they're not afraid to do so don't get me wrong like they'll find a way. I just think like going all in like that as a razor thin margin for victory and it's super hard to repeat. And I th- that division is going to be really interesting. You're going to have Trey Lance in San Fran. Who knows what he's going to be like? You're going to have Russell Wilson the Seahawks who seem to be trending down as opposed to up. Mhm. And now, speaking of trouble in paradise, apparently Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals hate each other. Yeah, what a storyline that is. Who has saw become. that coming? He he's won two Pro Bowls in his first two seasons. Did you see the comments that came out of that story? Yeah, he's not a leader. He shows up late, leaves early. Yeah. He's basically getting like all the blame and like, for their losses. Who made those comments? The organization? Yeah. So is it Kingsbury? Is it owners? Like, there has to be something going on, like in Arizona. Because how do you, as an organization, 
make comments like that public about your star quarterback yes yes like things say what you want about murray he's a two-time pro bowler and he's only been in the league for two years yeah uh to yeah i don't know to me those those type of comments are like uh like when aaron Rodgers, like in like the inner circle like in like aaron Rodgers. oh he is disgruntled like Schefter broke that news on draft night and he wanted out yeah but you hear about that from the player side yes you didn't hear about it from the Packers side correct and then the Packers came out and like then they were starting to work with Rodgers and like to me that like an organization that airs out their quarterbacks laundry like that that it just sounds like there's way more. We just brush the tip of the iceberg, and there's a lot underwater. Yeah. Well, and if that's the case, if that's true, I don't blame Kyler Murray. That is a Cliff Kingsbury problem. Mm-hmm. That is a leadership problem. Oh yeah. I mean, um, as a quarterback, I think I think you definitely shouldn't be a last one in, first one out kind but, of guy. But it also, I I, I don't disagree. But if you can't motivate your star quarterback to put in the work, whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, so, both, I think, right? Absolutely. Like, but, like, then Cliff Kingsbury needs to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't <laughs> – what are you going to do, trade Kyler Murray? <laughs> yeah, you can't. And that's the other thing that's bizarre about this. He's got two years for sure under contract yet to go – and a third year, fifth year option. Like he is for sure going to be in Arizona for at least the next three years. Yeah. Bizarre. Weird. Yeah. That's and now you got these, you have grown men and professional football teams acting like high school girls on Instagram, deleting pictures of each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> Hashtag well, this league. What a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never thought it. I never thought I'd see it. Yeah, that. So um, maybe that NFC West isn't as tough as it was two weeks ago because there's some serious question marks about it. I mean, I don't think he goes anywhere. I think Murray stays put in Arizona. I think Kingsbury, like, but, they, they find a way to make it work. If he's already not motivated to work, like, yeah. Interesting. And then, and then all of a sudden, maybe you don't get your play calls that you want. Yeah, now you're audibling. I mean, we saw, we saw it when at the end of. Mike McCarthy's tenure in Wisconsin, like that, or in the in Green Bay, that team had all the talent in the world. They won six games because McCarthy and Rodgers hated each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those insults were too funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, I don't know, man. That the, the NFC is interesting. The NFC South is going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. The NFC North could be terrible. The NFC West? Question marks. Lots. Is the NFC East going to be the best division? That's crazy. Dallas is going to be good from a record standpoint. Whether or not they have a legit chance to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. eh, we'll see. They'll, they'll win 12, 13 games. Yeah, De- Dallas will be who, who we think they'll be. Philly will win 11 or 12 games. Philly will improve. I'm with you. Um, apparently, Russell Wilson is willing to go to the Washington Commanders. Did you see that report? Nope. That would be interesting. Um, and then you got the Giants, who I think will probably still be bad. He's willing to go to the – wow. 
<laughs> it, wow. Interesting, right? Yeah, that is, that's really surprising. I think that's the most surprising news of all the news. Yeah. So the NFC East could end up being like the worst division to maybe, at least from the top. Philly's got three first round picks this year. If Jalen Hurts can continue to just be above average, that's going to be a good team. Mm-hmm. And they're no longer paying Carson Wentz. So they're going to have a lot of cap space next year. Speaking of surprises, Meat Locker dropped a story about Carson Wentz. What was his story? Uh, the Colts are thinking about splitting ways with Carson Wentz. Yeah, but what what are they going to get for him? It's so this this off season is going to be so intriguing because there are so many veteran quarterbacks yeah, that that are available and on the market or assumingly going to be on the market where you know maybe maybe it isn't a perfect marriage and this like Kyler Murray like Arizona Cardinals organization like stuff comes out and now you start thinking about well LA and Detroit did it and it was pretty successful for them what about a Kyler Murray Russell Wilson like package not straight up obviously but like some type of package where there's no way because that's within the same division division too yeah but you know you could see Russell Wilson going to the east coast whether it's in Washington I could see him in Philly I could see him in Pittsburgh Mm mm-hmm Kyler Murray could certainly Pittsburgh go Jimmy Garoppolo be. will be on the move. Mm-hmm. I saw a report today, whether it was a report or an opinion, I don't remember, but either they were considering or someone said the Buccaneers should kick the tires on Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson's still out there. Is he going to play? Um, he could have Wentz on the move again. Yep. Question Ro- mark. I mean, Rodgers, Rodgers could be on the move. Yeah. Would would potentially be available there a lot of veteran quarterbacks in a draft that is really light yeah you could see some desperate teams selling the farm for a quarterback i saw that the vikings are committed to kirk cousins yep so he's gonna sounds like he's gonna stay put captain kirk's gonna be at least for another year he's gonna get paid his 35 million fully guaranteed salary his eight whoever his agent is deserves every penny i don't know how much he's making yes brilliant to get mm-hmm. a fully guaranteed salary you like that show you like that show me the money <laughs> uh uh so anything else you wanted to talk about i i i just have one thing left i just have one question it's gonna put you on the spot go for it your your way too early prediction for the 2022 2023 nfl season i am going to go on the record as of February 14th, and guarantee that the Super Bowl winner will be out of the AFC conference. Why do you say that? I just think there's so much better teams out there. I think the Chiefs have been able to manage their salary cap to the point that they've been able to remain competitive, which for Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes to all be happy and well-paid and still producing, incredible. I think Buffalo will go in because they have one more year before Josh Allen's cap number explodes. They're going to be good. Um, 
you got the Chargers with Herbert, who have $77 million to spend, and they have some up-and-coming talent. Um, God, if Rodgers goes to the Broncos, Mm -hmm. that puts that team in that discussion. Um, I think Oakland's building something nice there with Derek. I just think that that conference as a whole is just deeper and much better. Um, yeah, uh, what is, yeah. What is what does Mac Jones look like in his second year in New England? Um, so true. Tennessee was the number one seed. Are they able to kind of piecemeal that back together? Just a much better division. Um, so I, I'm going to go ahead and pick someone out of the AFC. If you said who's it going to be, I'm going to go Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Super Bowl winner. Super Bowl winner. Who's who's your Super Bowl prediction? So who comes out of the NFC? <sighs> Man, isn't that tough? And because there are so many pieces, like it's tough like, because the number the the team that just pops in my head is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, by all means take them um and like make me feel stupid for making you feel stupid right now um yeah uh, the dallas cowboys okay like i said they're gonna win 12 or 13 games Mm -hmm. um just by virtue of probably beating up on washington and the giants um mike mccarthy's not a bad coach no not at all um i think they might be the best team in the nfc the thing is the thing that's a take. The thing with the Cowboys is they're going to put me in a little bit of a pickle because if you remember yesterday's episode, all I did was rail on about you can't win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl with a quarterback eating up a ton of your cap. And Dak, I think beginning next year, that forty million dollars is all hitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elliot's getting paid. <sighs> it's going to be too tough. The thing that I like about the Cowboys is they have nailed and i mean absolutely nailed like their last four drafts mm-hmm. yeah cd lamb cd lamb huge. micah parsons mm-hmm. uh Diggs. a little bit of a question mark mm-hmm. he had the 10 or 11 picks but he also gets beat i mean he gambles mm-hmm. um but if they have a they travis frederick they i mean like if they continue to hit on their draft picks i mean they have one of the best offensive lines in football they have a, they have a good defense. Like uh, the Rams, I think have too many question marks. The 49ers are going to be starting basically a rookie quarterback in like a perfect system, right? Like in in a run heavy system that uses a lot of like weird formations and like hands yeah. the ball off to Debo Samuel. And you got Kittle, which rookie quarterbacks love. Best tight ends, yeah. BFFs. I think they need like a true wide receiver one. Like, I don't think Debo is your prototypical wide receiver one. Debo's an athlete where mm-hmm. you can just do a bunch of different things. Yeah. I think they need, like, a legit receiver. Yes. yes. Um, and their defense is legit. I just, like, betting on a second-year quarterback who's only played in two games I think is tough. Very tough. And then the South is awful. You could maybe see Green Bay, but a lot of that depends on if Rodgers is even here. And even then... I've read reports that they're going to pay Rodgers forty-five million and Devontae thirty-five million, 
and then you're paying Bakhtiari 30 million and Aaron Jones 12 and, and like they're going to have absolutely no depth. It yeah. Um so I don't think I think even if they bring those guys back that you can do it. I don't like anybody else in the NFC North. We're running out of teams to pick here. Green Bay's <laughs> value is entirely hinged on Aaron Rodgers. Like if he stays, they're a contender. And if he leaves, they're not even in the discussion to come out of the NFC North. Correct. Um, so and, and you're looking at the Vikings. So, so, so assuming Aaron Rodgers comes back and assuming that the LA Rams are intact without knowing any more, Dallas, you're uh, sticking, I'm with, sticking with Dallas. That is, I mean, Dude, YOLO on um, the McCarthy year three in Big D, dude. You got to, I mean, go for it. Hell yeah. I love it. Um, I, just, you, I don't know who's who's better. You you, you and the Farishes certainly will be living hey, the highlight. Don't get me wrong. I don't want Dallas to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, do not give, do not confuse this with fandom. I'm trying to be a logical outsider uh-huh. here. No, that's I mean that's that would be an exciting Super Bowl to watch. Buffalo Dallas. You know who wins there? The NFL. Oh yeah. The ratings for that game would be through the roof. Oh man. Where where is the Super Bowl next year? Do they It is in um it's not in a new stadium. Where did I God, I just heard it too. For some reason, I'm like thinking Sit back in Arizona. It's, that's so. That's what I wanted to say. Oh God! I wish I could type. Super Bowl. God, I can't believe it's fifty-seven already. That's wild. Um, yeah, Arizona. Nice. Um. Wow. Okay. So you've got Buffalo, Dallas. Uh, I've got that logged, and I also have logged. Uh. AFC Super Bowl winner. Um, Who do you I think, like? I think it's going to be an NFC Super Bowl winner. Um, with the same assumptions that you had, uh, the Packers win the Super Bowl next year. Oh, there's just no chance. I have never been more sure of anything in my life <laughs> as a Packer fan. <laughs> Um, me neither. If they uh, couldn't do it this year with Rasul Douglas making league minimum, with Cam- Devondre Campbell making league minimum, like those guys are all probably going to walk in free agency. And now you're going to pay Devonte Adams double. Oh, I just I don't know how they field a roster of fifty three guys. And if they, you know, load up on signing bonus and they kick the can down the road, I, I, that's still, oh man, I still have a theory. Um, as <sighs> um, I still have a theory on whether or not, like Aaron Rodgers, actually, like, takes forty five million, or if he does build of a, a team friendly salary. Um, and I know you are, you are in the opposite, like in the polar opposite end of that camp. Um, I, I genuinely think that they will work something out in a way where like, Aaron, we need to win. 
we're a team we need to win. You want to play for a contender and like you've got your 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 guys. Um and I think that's a negotiation tactic that that the Packers might be able to use. With that said, um the Packers are always injured. So like if you have no depth and you're paying these guys and you're injury prone, it's a dumb move. Uh but but I'm 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 a dumb homer fan yeah. so okay so you have the packers beating who uh i'm with you i think it's gonna be no kansas city yeah the two safe picks mm-hmm. on the afc side yeah. for sure yeah. um all right well that's our very early predictions um the wow. next month it's gonna be a little quiet um you won't see any free agency signings until march 16th However, you'll start to see some guys getting cut. So mm. for your favorite team, watch who they're releasing, and you'll get a sense of what they're doing. For example, the Packers, if they start shedding cap, it means they're getting ready to do something big with Rodgers and Adams. If they don't do anything, it'll be just as telling because you'll be able to say, like, there's just no way they can afford it. Because by March 16th at 4 p.m., every team needs to be under the salary cap. And the Packers are currently about forty million over, and they haven't extended Rodgers or signed Devontae Adams yet. Yikes! So they got work to do if they're going to keep those two guys. So Yikes. next couple of weeks will be a little bit quiet, um, and then free agency will kick off in the middle of March. And then we get the draft, and then we go to OTAs, and then the summer months come with mini camps and training camp and all that good stuff. So. Mm-hmm. But a lot of a lot of exciting stuff. We got a draft in next, April. Next right? week. Um yeah, we have a draft in April. Next week, I think uh top ten storylines. That'll be the whole podcast. Yeah. So do some prep there. There were some good ones in twenty twenty one. Oh yeah. So we'll got plenty to talk about. Oh yeah. So anything else, Mike? No, I don't think so. All right, um, everybody. Follow us on the gram, the Twitter, the interwebs. And have a good night. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening. Later.